What's good, everybody? My name is Brandon McCollum, also known as BMXC, and this is Nice Minds. I am joined by a very, very, very special guest today. My homie, I've known him for about 15 years, MC, graphic, uh, visual artist, uh, producer, engineer, fucking mastermind extraordinaire, Oracle Uno. What's good, my dude? Hey, what's up, BMXC? How you doing today? I am doing great, my friend. I am... uh... It's been a productive year. It's been a crazy year, but it's been productive. How about yourself? Same shit, man. It's been one of the craziest years. Uh, it's been both. Uh, it's been uh, a uh, destroy and rebuild kind of year. A lot of things have burned to the ground, yep. and a lot of new things have been built and are currently being built. So a lot of loss and a lot of triumph and it's it's been like cryptocurrency right like it's been like the fucking highs i don't know can we swear oh yeah fuck shit yeah whatever so like the highs have been super high and the lows have been super low it hasn't been like steady like the yep. stocks or any it's been like crypto where it's just yeah, like when you're up you're super up. up and when you're down you're fucking in the ground you know yep so that's been the kind of year that i've been having Absolutely. Yeah. It's been the same for me, man. I mean, extreme highs and extreme lows, like you said, and like the lows really, really fucking hit when they hit and right. the, the highs have been crazy. Like, I mean, for me personally, like, I mean, just a bunch of personal life stuff has just been kind of in the shitter. But at the same time, like my my freelance career is just took off like i mean like it's crazy man i mean i find myself like i'm editing my own podcast i'm editing Mm -hmm. other people's podcasts i got you know like other things in the work so it's just been crazy that's a lot of work bro that's a lot of work i mean one one podcast is like enough work for a team so the fact that you're doing all of this extra stuff is just like like that's work man yeah it it's been a grind man i've been uh yeah, because I work six days a week too um, at a group Oof. home. But okay. luckily, I work at a group home, so there's a lot of downtime. So okay. I can sure. I can do all this shit at work. That's so, what's up, man. So hell yeah, man. Um, so yeah, how I know you, like like I said, like I've known you for like 15 years. We uh we go way back in the hip hop scene, and I was actually trying to think of where I think we might have discussed this on your podcast, Organized yeah, yeah. Grind. Yes, Shout sir. Shout out to your podcast. Hey. Um, but I, I forgot where exactly we met. Do you remember? I think the very first time we met was at a place called the Lone Tree Annex. And you That's were doing right. a show. It was Isid and Impulse's group. They had a group. They performed. You performed. I performed. And then I think maybe Capacity was at that show maybe too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was the first time that we ever really kicked it or linked i think maybe at one of the venues back in like 2003 or 4 as well is when we first kind of bumped into each other you were like 15 at the time i think i met you um because i remember everybody kind of saying like you were like this whiz kid because you kind of came out of nowhere and like everybody (laughs) just thought you were super dope right right off the bat but you were like hella young yeah doing all these shows with you know i mean i'm only like four years older than you so i was like sure 19 at the time but um I just remember everybody was just kind of blown away. Like you came out of nowhere and you were just like already like really dope. I got paid for my very first show to rap when I was 13. I still have the check somewhere. And uh, I got paid like 75 bucks to show up and rap. And then uh, the next show that I did was with Illuminous 3, Big Quarters, and Estimulos. 
And that was only my second show that I've done, but everybody in the scene was at that show. And then that's what kind of kicked me in the door. I was, that show, I still have that show on, on tape somewhere. And I was very stiff. I didn't, I looked like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing up on stage. I, I wasn't moving. I like, I was just in one place, just rapping and just kind of into myself. But the raps were on point, luckily. And luckily people heard that at least and gave me a shot shout out to uh excuse my stutter to uh toki Wright. um he was one of the first ones to really start booking me on shows when i was like 14 shout out to him that's crazy um so yeah when, when did you start rapping like how did you get your start because you're from you're, are you like born and raised st paul Yep, I am from the west side of st paul born and raised um i got started rapping um so I mean, my my mom, since I was born, has always been into all music. So, like, I was raised on funk music, classic rock music, hip-hop music. I'm talking, like, a mix between, like, Too Short, Snoop Dogg, and then, like, Zeppelin and, like, The Doors, and then, like, The Gap Band, yep. you know? And, like, so that that was my upbringing and you just absorb it like a sponge you know yep. and 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 especially when you're like around the people and parties or whatever that's going on and you're just young yep. but when i started rapping i actually got into graffiti first um i i got into painting and 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 sketching and hanging out with the graffiti kids and the graffiti was super linked into the underground hip hop scene here and then that's when my graffiti friends were like, yo, you should check out these Rhyme Sayers cats. You should check out these guys. Check out these guys. And to be honest, it was uh, when I really realized that I could maybe have a shot at this was when I heard this idea freestyle on, uh, on some tape. And I can't tell you what the freestyle was. It wasn't none of the big famous ones or whatever. But I was like, what is this? And dude was like, oh, he's from St. Paul. I was like, what? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, he's, and he's this dope. And so from there on out, I had always been into hip hop and I had always been rapping along to songs, you know, and someone had, we were painting one night. I remember this and I was just busting just freestyles just for fun. And they were like, you're actually kind of good at that. Like, have you ever like wrote something? And I was like, nah, like, they're like, try it. And I tried it and got hooked and never put the pen down since. And now over half of my life later, here we are still fucking rapping and doing graffiti and making beats. And hip hop is like, it's my bloodstream. It's the closest thing that I have to like religion is hip hop. So I'm, I'm very heavy in the culture for sure. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I realized actually that this year, well, that this year and last year has been like, it's been half my life as well. Cause I started uh, when I was seventeen, like really doing mm -hmm. it, um, sure. and like eighteen when I started making beats and shit. So um, yeah, I'll be thirty six this year, so literally half my life. And I, I yeah, it's man. crazy, bro. Like it's I, wild to think about. We've been doing this forever, man. It's yes, crazy. Sir. So yeah, then um, like when you started getting going, then you started uh, Grassroots Media, and yes, sir. That's always been your brand. Um, and like the last year or so, like, I mean, well, you've been doing it for a while, but you got into doing uh, like custom canvas work and stuff like painting, like skateboards and canvases and shit. How'd you get into doing that? Yes, sir. I, uh, I've always done canvases and, and, and stuff like that just for fun. But uh, 
it was maybe 2013, I want to say now. And my little cousin Cleo, shout out Cleo, she was gra- she was graduating from high school and I didn't have a graduation gift and I was broke as fuck. So I was like, I'm going to paint her her name on this canvas. And so from that very first Cleo canvas, she was the first one that kicked it off. She's like number one, number one, number one, first canvas, right? I've done hundreds since. I number them all each year. Um, But from that point on, word spread and people saw that canvas and were like, well, can you do one for me? Can you do one for me? And so now I'm like, all right, well, how much do I charge for this? How much? And ever since that, it's been what we see now with uh, doing skateboard decks for like Wayne. And I've done some... I've done some art for some Packers and, and, and some movies and TV shows. And so all thanks to my cousin Cleo and me being broke as fuck and just being like, I need to get her a gift. I'm broke. I'm just going to paint this. That's, that's where that got to. And to be honest with you, I was already deep into music by the time that I did that. And within the first year of art, my art, like if it was a fucking graph, like the art, skyrocketed while my music was still kind of just like yeah mm-hmm. you know like you know you know and that kind of opened my eyes too like oh shit like i'm there might be something here with this and so i just i fucking hit the ground running with it man that's fire man i mean yeah everything i've seen and it just reminded me my my brother skateboards are like like used to skateboard and uh i'm, I'm probably gonna have you uh I'm gonna pay you to to do a deck for him. I think for his birthday. Hell yeah, I got you. But that that's been super dope to see, man. Like you, your growth with that. That's crazy. So have you actually you. like been seeing the the work on TV shows? Like have you seen it on TV and stuff? So right now, um, Punky Brewster on the Peacock Network. Oh, yeah. They yep. they just did the remake of that, and they they bought skateboard decks so i've only watched a couple of the episodes trying to get a little screenshot so i can shamelessly self promo that shit you know what i'm saying to the fucking moon and back but uh i i i haven't been through all of the episodes yet but i'm on punky brewster and then i am on uh the excuse my stutter again the gifted uh which is a a marvel tv show on fox as well but i think they only had two seasons and then they got canned but i'm on that show as well hell yeah man that's what's up and then wayne wayne has three skateboard decks right now of mine as well so he's like one of the bigger collectors of my art currently which is pretty crazy too so shout out to Lil wayne he bought three of them he 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 has three of them in his possession right now um he got one to begin with, and then a couple months later, they reached out and got two more. One for his uh, his liquor brand, um, Bamboo. That's incredible, man. It's I pretty mean, dope. That's that's pretty that's pretty high level shit, man. Thank you. It's pressure. That's for yeah. sure. Hell yeah, I bet. So yeah, I mean, other than that too, I know that uh, you've been doing a lot of like engineering for people and stuff too, and you engineered uh, and produced Muja Messiah. Yes, and sir. you guys did um uh like a remake of like of colors yeah man about covid covid yeah so talk about that you guys you guys got retweeted by ice tea ice tea bro yeah that was the same week that i sold two more decks to wayne too so in Damn. that in that one week i sold those skateboard decks to wayne and then muja and i got retweeted by ice tea which is crazy but covid 
I got to give all all of the props to Muja, man. He fucking hit me up. He's like, hey, bro, like, I got this idea. And it was him. Instead of colors, I'm going to say COVID. COVID. Um, can you do something for me? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And so I originally tried to just sample the iced tea joint, and it didn't work for whatever reason. So I had to go through my synthesizer sounds and my bass sounds and and recreate everything that you hear from scratch on that remix. So the bass, the synthesizer, and all of the drums are completely played on my keyboard. And uh, I did the track, and as I'm doing it, I'm sitting there, I'm like, yo, this is such a classic song, right? Like, I almost feel blasphemous. Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck would Ice-T think? As, as I'm, like, right. making this beat, right? I'm like, what the fuck would Ice-T think about me recreating one of his classic records? You know, I'm like... And I'm doing these new kind of Neptune sounding drums on the shit. And I'm just like, I hope I'm not pissing nobody off. Just thinking in my head and shit. And so I made the beat, sent it to Muja. Muja's like, yo. He fucking sends me the vocals back like immediately. He was hyped. And we put the record out. And then the next day, the tweet started to to garner like some attention and whatever and there was this comment like ice t needs to hear this shit and it got like 20 some thumbs up hearts whatever you call it on twitter and uh then the next thing we know i get a text from Muja, and he was like yo like did you see and i'm like what yeah i see it's getting some love he's like no nah, like check twitter and I look and fucking Ice T with the and like the cool thing about the retweet is that he didn't just simply retweet it like he actually typed like, yo, the homies killed it on this covid remix or whatever. And like and and then at that point, you have like a thousand plus of his fans commenting on Minnesota shit. And they're just like, this is fucking crazy, you know, and, and it was it was huge. So so shout out to Ice T for the retweet. Shout out to Muja been working with him closely for like i don't know the last four years um but i've known him since i was a teenager and we have we go way back like cook crack you know what i'm saying so shout out to muja that's my guy dude yeah i mean i don't know muja personally i've never met him or or had a conversation with him but i've been a fan of dude's work forever i mean the dude is is the one of the best in minnesota hands down he's easily one of my favorite rappers of of all time like fuck fuck locally like he's he's up there he's easily in my top 20 of all time i went through his whole discography recently um because i mean i i i bumped like his track like get fresh back in the day and like some of his other stuff get fresh is one of my favorites he's ever done i love that fucking track um but then yeah i recently visited his whole discography and man like he just has a fucking archive of just dope quality shit. And he's just, but he consistently too. Like, I mean, he's just been consistently putting out like hotness forever. I don't want to give out too many of the secrets behind uh, what makes him great, but I will tell you that um, he, he'll do, he'll do the same song seven times over. I bet. And, 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 so every album that you hear or body of work, all of those songs have maybe seven different versions building up to the final thing that you've heard. And that is one of the things that makes him fucking great. That and he is fucking laser point precision with his bars, meaning that he doesn't just write a bar and like, well, that's kind of cool. I, I, I'm going to keep on, you know, I, I'm going to keep it going. Nah, like every fucking thing about that one bar 
has to be perfect before we're moving on to the next bar, even when it comes to his writing and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he's he's I'm very thankful to even have uh, the privilege to be around him and and soak up the jewels that he gives just by being around that dude, because he, like I said, he's easily one of the best. His son's dope too. Uh, what's Yo. his son's name again? Nazim. Nazim, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fire too. Like his his group. Uh, what is it? Blood Smoke Majority. Blood Smoke Body. Somebody's Blood Something Majority. That I was yeah, yeah, yeah. That else. is that's mixed mixed blood majority yes, or something. Yeah, I think I that's Kill the Vultures up. and yep, all them, yep. or Nomi and the Odd Jobs and all them. Yeah absolutely but yeah his son uh is super fire too man like, oh nazim's fucking sick there's one song on uh god kissed it the devil missed it with muja and nazim together uh children of the corn i think i and heard it that song is whoo yeah. like it's dope because muja kicks it off and then nazim comes in snaps and then that third verse you can almost hear it in muja's flow and like delivery like Yo, like my son just kind of killed me right there. I gotta jump back in and get this third. Like that that song is something special. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to both of them, man. Shout out to Spencer as well, man. For real, man. So uh, let's talk about uh, 2020 and 2021. Um, like when when this COVID shit first dropped. Um, like when it first happened. Like what was going through your head? Like what kind of setbacks did it present? When COVID hit. I had the or I had organized grind the podcast going, uh, which was my podcast highlighting just local people in the scene and 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 just friends of mine really that I've grown up with and that I want to share their stories. Um, the last episode that I did was with Big Jess, and this was before we did Vibes Up together. That's what led to Vibes Up was that podcast was him coming through to kick it, and then that led to Vibes Up. But that podcast, it was me and Big Jess, and we're both talking like, yo, like lockdown just went down. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know what the hell's about to happen. Um, I was working an accounting job that was, you know, that was gone. Um, the podcast stopped because I wasn't having people over. Um, once again, excuse my stutter if I stutter here, but I'm type one diabetic. And so it was when when covid first hit and people and like people were like washing their groceries because they didn't know what was happening like it was freaky because it was like this could be the end of the world you know what i was like who the fuck knows yeah. um but yeah man i uh, lost the full-time job um the the podcast came to a pause and it was uh, a couple months later george floyd was murdered and I live in South Minneapolis, right off of Lake, and uh, I'm about six blocks away from the precinct that got burned down and the Target and everything else. And um, so COVID hit. April was like, all I'm doing is playing my Nintendo Switch and Xbox and just kind of like, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And then May hit and George Floyd died. And then fucking the summer was a war zone of yeah. just like epic proportions of like guarding the apartment and checking in on homies all across the city like at 3 a.m on the phone just like supporting each other because we're tired but we can't sleep because we might get broken into or whatever you know like it was it was some shit so uh it was it was very extreme i'm not sure if that answered the question and i'm kind of a wordy dude but uh it was extreme and it definitely affected me but luckily 
Um, because of my condition, I got the COVID test maybe like six or seven times and uh, I haven't I haven't gotten it yet. So I'm just I'm thankful. Whatever I'm doing seems to be working. Um, so I'm just I'm very thankful for that. You've been very open about uh, your stutter and your diabetes. Um, and I, I really appreciate when people are very open about mental hurdles and stuff like that. Um, and I like to address those type of things on this podcast. Yeah, man. What types of uh, setbacks have those two things in particular have you got had to get over like mentally and how, how have you gotten over those? Well, with the stutter, um, I've had a, a stutter since I was talking in life. Um, so, you know, three, four, five years old, it was bad. You know, like it was it was just bad. And the one thing about the stutter that people kind of confuse is that it's a physical thing. It's not a mental thing. Um, so one of, I, I always like to say it's the best bullshit detector ever because if I meet someone for the first time and I get good vibes and I stutter and they're fine with it, I get good vibes. And then there's people that will hear me stutter. They don't know me. They don't know anything about me. And they'll start talking to me like I'm fucking special, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you don't really get it, and you're kind of an asshole. So, you know, but uh, with the stutter thing, um, the stutter thing, it, it, it took a lot of personal work for me to kind of learn how to uh, jump and jive when it picks up. Like, I've had to learn how to take a deep breath and catch myself and I've had to teach myself all all of these tricks to to make it smoother um, but the thing about it is that it changes so I could master the thing that's been troubling me and then the next day I'm stuttering on my D's or I'm stuttering on my E's or my O's or um, and then I have to learn a brand new trick again and now I'm stuttering again for a month or two while I'm trying to learn this new trick and then of course you know just fucking communicating it's one of the most frustrating things especially for someone like us that we have a lot of thoughts you know mm -hmm. and, and and we think and the fact that half of the time especially if i don't know you if i'm comfortable with you the stutter doesn't really exist but if i'm just starting to know you or if i'm meeting you for the first time or if the situation is just kind of awkward or if i'm out my comfort zone or whatever it it sucks because you want to make that good first impression with people. And then it's just, it's like out the fucking window, but it also, you know, it kind of humbles people. And it also helps with the fact that it lets people's guard down at the same time. So like some of the toughest street motherfuckers that I know are super friendly and not, you know, super friendly and nice. And it, it kind of lets them know like, Oh, I don't got to try to be so hard right now. Like this dude's stuttering and he's fine with it. So, you know, I could just be myself too. And mm -hmm. it's funny too. Cause if I'm around people, um, they'll be like, Oh damn, now I'm starting to stutter too. You know, it's starting to like, it's, it's like contagious and shit and, and, and it just becomes fun. But like, as far as like getting jobs, it's a huge obstacle and, and roadblock and, um, you know, just whatever, man, like just trying to talk to people. But as you can see, I've in my years, I've been able to um, learn how to work with it. And it's not as um, noticeable now. And and for the most part, I hear that people say like, oh, well, if you wouldn't have told me that you stutter, I wouldn't have known. So that's good for me. 
but I still, I, I, I still hear it. And I'll say one more thing too. Um, drive throughs are like a fucking nightmare. Mm. Like I can't get a drive through right to save my life. And like, there's certain places that like my mom will be like, Hey, can you stop here? I want this kind of burger. And I got to say like no onions or no, you know, when you got to go into that, I stutter my ass off and like, I'll be just hardcore stutter. And they're like, what, (laughs) you know, like, what are you saying? Um, but I've, I've learned too, that when I catch myself stuttering, I I just kind of smile it off take a breath and then I'm like this is what I meant to say and then it's over the moment is over no one cares I mean that's that's one of the big things no one fucking cares at the end of the day you know and it's such a minor thing that it's like yeah yeah I stuttered right now but I'm gonna keep it moving um was that the only thing you asked me about or did you ask me about the diabetes too well we'll get into that too but okay uh, my younger brother actually he's a little bit older than you but he had a really bad stutter growing up Sure. And um, it, that started from like the, the time he could talk until um, I think in elementary school, he he took some sort of speech therapy and mm. he's gotten over that. But sometimes, I mean, he, he'll he has to use his old tools and, and he still um, will do that as well. And I, I've seen him have to kind of process things in his head, too, even as an adult. And it's, it's like I said, it's a physical thing. So what happens is your, your throat will literally close up to where the air won't release from your lungs. And that's what causes the blockage. And you're just trying to get the word out with the air, right? But the air doesn't want to come out. So it just fucking, you know, mm-hmm. gets stuck there. I'm trying to stutter on purpose right now and I can't do it because I'm, I'm in podcast mode and right. shit. I, I'm kind of zoned in, but that's that's what it is 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 it's a physical chest and throat thing that happens and anxiety makes it worse stress makes it worse um and then just being excited or thinking too fast like Mm -hmm. i always feel like that too it's like our fucking minds are just moving so fast that our body can't keep up with trying to communicate it i don't really have a stutter but i definitely have some sort of uh mental thing when i communicate so that's why this podcast has actually really helped me yes. um, to kind of get over that and, you know, to put my words together. Cause sometimes I get so, like you said, like I've got a million thoughts in my head all the time. So yes, my sentences don't come out as fluid as I would like them to be. And they, they're very like fragmented sometimes I feel like. And yes, sir. Um, so I've had to really just kind of think about what I'm saying a little bit harder and, um, focus on what I'm saying. And just one more thing too, hip hop, hip hop is one of the only ways that I can communicate with no stutter. Cause when it comes to rapping and a beat, I, it's, it's, it's nothing. I never stutter. I never any, like it flows, you know, it's, I mean, you, you say you're flowing when you're an MC. So that's one of the things I feel like kept me really going with the songwriting is the fact that I can write what I want to fucking say and then deliver it. And then if I want to, I can go on stage and do it and say what I want to say and have no problems, you know? So shout out to hip hop again, man. It's the love of my life right there, you know? Shout out to hip hop. And then, yeah, so your, your diabetes too, like that, that's gotta be like hard, man. I can't, I can't imagine. So how long have you, uh, had the diabetes or has it been a lifelong thing? 
Yeah, no, I was diagnosed when I was 18 years old. I was, uh, I think I was in my second year at McNally Smith at the time, and I was about to release my fourth album, and um, things were going good, and I'm in college, and just being a young little rapper kid, and um, and then one one day, like, I got the most intense, like, dry mouth thirst, and I remember I was trying to roll something up, right? And it just, it was like sandpaper against my tongue. Like, and it just wouldn't close. And so I went into the hospital, into the ER, and they're like, are you diabetic? And I was like, I'm not. At the time, I didn't even understand what it was or what it meant or anything. And they're like, well, now you are. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, we're going to keep you here and and then so for the next three days in the hospital, like they're educating me on how to shoot my insulin, how to check my sugar, what I need to eat, what I can't eat. And at the age of 18, I mean, I thought I was on my way to like the good life. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. So that that was really like soul crushing to go through as an 18 year old because it felt like my life was over. But uh, I'm I'm almost 32 now. And um I got to say, you know, it's it's much more manageable now and the technology that's out now. I'm I'm grateful to have diabetes in 2021 versus having it in like the 50s because it was like, yo son, you're just going to die from this shit, you know, like back then. So now it's much more manageable, the insulins are better. I mean, I I could go on a whole fucking rant about the healthcare here and and how there's more money in the sickness than the cure and all that shit, but we'll save that for another time. But uh, as far as rapping and everything else, as far as the life that I lead working the day job and then working all of these kind of side jobs that I have, it's I've been able to do it, but I have to say um, the days that I do get sick... Um, where it's a week, I lose the week because I'm too sick to function, everything piles up, you know what I'm saying? So now you have art that's been piling up, you might have a project you're engineering for someone, you might, you know, someone needs beats or whatever. And so that's the one downfall. Um, but I also think sometimes I just work too hard at the same time. And so I take those moments as, a, all right, my body is telling me to chill the fuck out and don't do anything for a couple days, you know, which sounds like a nightmare to me. Like I'm every day I'm doing multiple things, but, uh, luckily it hasn't, it hasn't been too major of a factor. And, uh, the past few years have been better. So, you know, it's something that I have to live with and it's something that I manage and, uh, I think I'm doing a pretty okay job at it. So that's all you can really do. I think you're doing a fantastic job, bro. I mean, you've been kicking ass left and right. Um, Thanks, man. And I'm proud of you for I mean, for everything that you've been through and everything that you go through for all of the triumphs that you've had. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the triumphs a little bit more. Uh, what like what have you had going on lately? Like, what are you what are you working on? What's been your main uh, focus as of lately? Yeah, man. So this past year, 20, 2021, last year. We were talking about Muja. Um, I was watching him do his Muja Monday movement the whole year last year. And I, I remember when I was young, I used to release music like that. I used to be as frequent as that. And so watching Muja was like, yo, like I have all this music that I've been sitting on for years. I need to start filming some shit, some videos, right? 
So I was like, all right, this next year, I'm just going to, every month, I'm going to make sure I have a video, new single, and not even worry about an album. Like, not worry about a project. Because the way that I see it, you can do a 12-song project, right? You can choose to drop it all on one day, but give that shit a couple of weeks and people have moved on. And people are talking about something else. And that's just the world that we're in right now. Or you can take those same 12 songs and make them last a full fucking year. And so that's where I'm at right now. Uh, shout out to my homie Buck, KAC. Uh, he used to be a co-host on RSE Radio with Sadiq back then. He's been making beats. Um, he's made all of the beats for the videos that I put out this year. So the latest one was Nasty. He did Long Way, Babylon, and uh, Swivel. And so this year it's been music videos and getting really good at editing and filming these music uh, vis- videos that I've been doing. So that's that's been the main focus, and it, it seems to be doing something because people are talking about it, you know? So it's it's like, all right, like, apparently something something good is coming out of this plan, you know? But that, I would say that's that's the main the main focus right now, and then I'm doing more streaming. Um, I'm, I'm streaming custom sketches and stickers, and whenever I get an art sale or a skateboard, I go on and stream on Twitch and YouTube and Facebook as well. So those are like the two main things that I'm focused on this year. That's dope. Yeah, to to catch a few of your streams has been really dope. It, it's 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 tight to like what you're doing, man. Because I feel like it's it's really important, um, and it it it's hard. But at the same time, it's rewarding that um, artists these days have to have like a, a a personal brand like that. We have to do kind of more than just make the music these days. We we have sure. to we have to put out visual elements or have like a like a side hustle, um, and it's it's all part of the the Oracle brand in my opinion. And I Thank feel you. like I feel like you've really uh, blossomed in that aspect. Once the art started to become serious, and I started to make some money off of the art and stuff like that, it became in a, a, a never ending battle between the music life and the art life. And so for a couple of months, music will be killing it. I'll be booked at all these shows. I'll be getting this attention or whatever press. And then the next couple of months, I'm selling mad skateboards and canvases. And now I I have no time to even focus on the music part. I have to bust out these canvases and skateboards right now. And, And so a couple of months. So for the longest time, for years, the art. And the music have just been like duking it out back and forth. Mm -hmm. And with Twitch and streaming, it's the perfect platform for me to marry the two things. Because now I can do art live while my music is playing. And then people hear the music and they're like, what's this you're listening to? And I'm like, oh, actually, I made this song. Check it out. And they're like, oh, shit. You know, and so I've only been streaming the past month. And it's been one month now strong. And uh, it's been it's been really cool. And like Twitch as a community, at first I was I wasn't as sold. But the more that I'm doing it, the more I'm like, damn, like Twitch is where like you're going to gain your most loyal people that will always check you out no matter what. Um, So I definitely highly recommend like Twitch needs more hip hop like it's dying for hip hop. When I joined uh, doing gra- doing graffiti, I, I'm I'm one of the only dudes on there right now doing graffiti. 
um, which is like to to be able to say that you're one of the only ones on a platform doing something is like I'm gonna take that and hopefully five years from now that'll be like Bitcoin and and it'll pay off that five years from now well now all of these people are doing are are doing it but I was one of the first you know um, so I highly recommend if anyone is into hip hop at all or making beats or making music or anything that you can kind of show people that might be fucking interested get get on there now because i really feel like in the next couple of years this streaming thing is going to be like the normal thing you know yeah i totally agree i i I need to get back into it uh like when the first when the pandemic first hit I was uh, doing like live beat cookups on Facebook and stuff. And, oh sure, okay. And I did like a like two or three of those, and they went really well. But like the last one I did, um, I just had all these like lagging issues and technical difficulties. Sure. And, and I just kind of uh, gave it up like at that point. And I like that's what I've noticed about myself a lot in the past is like I'll have some sort of hiccup or something, and then it'll kind of derail me, and I'll like sure. lose my fire fire drive or whatever you know so and and that's something that i was actually kind of nervous about with this podcast but and we talked about this a little bit beforehand um but you were actually one of the ones that has helped me keep that drive alive um thank you to do this podcast because you i can't remember exactly how it happened but i i posted something and in the and that you you sent me a message saying basically like what was what uh like forgive me for saying this but what was the the point of you posting that and it got me thinking i'm like i'm like well what was the point of that and you know like <laughs> i kind of like explained it or whatever cuz i was talk I, I was talking about like how much i had going on and i was almost trying to like i was trying to say it to inspire myself and sure. others but at the same time like you made me kind of think about like how that was coming across and um, if I'm being perfectly honest, at first, my, my first natural instinct was I got I got upset and I got angry. And like it, it kind of drove me to to want to kick ass with this podcast um, yeah, man. because, you you know, you're also like, oh, I want to see, you know, how kind of how your podcast progresses before I commit to it. So these are these are two separate incidents that you're talking about. Right. Because you're talking about the post that you did. And I was like, hey, man, like what you doing? And then I think after that is when you sent me a message like, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? And it was just starting. And I think that was a message that I was like, let's wait to see, you know, like, let's just wait to see if, if it continues and uh, it turns into something, you know. And so, you know, if we could definitely put that out there in the public, you know, if, if uh, you'd like to. But like I was saying with you, you know, with people that I care about, um, I've been lucky enough to kind of get a lot of game from a lot of people. And, uh, when I see people that I care about, um, especially in a professional realm, you know, or whatever you want to call this entertainment shit that we do, um, I always kind of reach out the same way that they would with me and just be like, Hey bro, like what you doing? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so um, that's why I hit you up. It was nothing. It was nothing personal or malice or to go against you or anything. It was just like, yo, like there's levels to this shit. Right. 
and I see you at a higher level than perhaps you see yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I that was the main point that I was trying to tell you. Like, hey, man, like you're higher level. And the way that you're talking, it seems like you're not convinced you're there yet. But you're but you're there. You know, like you're there. Like there's no question about it. There's no doubt about it. And now that you're there, do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like be your best self. Like there's no more worrying about like, am I on? You know, like are people fucking with me? Like, no, people fuck with you and you're dope and you're good at what you do and you're on that level. You know, so no more wondering. Just do the best that you can now. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. And that and that's what I really that's what I was getting at because it it actually was all in the t- the same like conversation with the podcast. Okay, so it was got all you, like, at you. once. Um, and okay, and like it it but it really like it soaked deep into my brain like for for a good month or like month and a wow. half and it was like right at the beginning of my podcast. So at first like it like I said like it was just kind of like this like. Like I'm gonna show him, you know, yeah, type man. type thing. Yeah. But but then, but then I like the more I thought about it, I was like, I was like, yo, Oracle's always been my boy, and he's looking out for me. And this really did light a fire under my ass, That's and dope, it man. really got me to think about like things on a on a like a whole new level. Um, because like you said, like I didn't realize that I was I was there yet. Like, and I've never felt sure. there yet. Like I've never felt that way. Like I've I've always kind of had this like. I need to prove myself thing. Um, sure. Right. And which is natural. Which is I mean, natural. that's very natural. Right. And, and, you know, there's like indicate, there's in, in, indicators and stuff like that, that kind of help you get to it. And without, without those words coming from people or whatever, you can be at that level for years and still think you're not, you know, right. because you just have no way of knowing, especially, especially like around here, I always compare this shit to it's dope dealers trying to sell dope to other dope dealers here. Like mm-hmm. that's we're all selling our own dope. You know right. what I'm saying? And so to and so to try to sell our dope to other people also trying to sell their dope. It's you know, it, it, you got to go to the customer and not worry about what the fuck the other dope dealers think about yep. you. Like they're they're trying to sell their own shit. Yep. And that's what this local scene is especially at the moment is it's a lot of dope dealers trying to sell their dope to other dope dealers and not focusing on the customer. Yep. You know, go get your customers, yep. you know, go get your people because don't worry about what dude down the block is selling for or what he's selling. Just focus on what you're doing, man. Cause chances are you probably had better dope. Yeah. And, and I actually really, really appreciate that exchange, man, because um, it really made me appreciate the honesty and the fact that like you felt um you know like we're homies enough for th- that you you know felt comfortable enough to to reach out to me and say that shit like that yes, like in in the long run like that really means a lot to me man and like i I, I really owe a lot to that conversation um to really well, like thank you, man. like set the drive for this year and this yeah, year you've been I, killing it dog thanks, man. this has been like your best year yet yeah for uh, for sure, hell yeah. Um, I I'm not even gonna gonna deny that. Uh, because I finally, like you said, like I finally realized my place. Yes, and accepted that shit. Like, hey, I'm I'm dope. Yep. I'm great. Yeah, let's go. And and I think I think a lo- another part of this scene too, or just in general, I feel like p- 
people don't allow other people the chance to express like how dope they are, you know, because right. they, they think like confidence it sometimes comes off as like, like, oh, I'm better than you or like, oh, I'm like, um, you know, so I, I, I think I, I've always had this like I put other people on a higher level than than myself and I never sure. think that I'm kind of on that same wavelength. Even though, like, like when I really thought about it, I was like, "Fuck, I've been doing this shit half my life," you know? Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, I've had setbacks. It's worth something. Yeah, I've had failures, but it's worth something. Hell Um, yeah! The network that I've built, the um, the projects that I put out, the shows that I've booked. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. It's like, you know, why, why downplay what I've done? you know, when, when I have done all these things and like me talking to, you know, I, I, at this point, I, this will be my 25th episode that I put out. Okay. I've talked to 25 different people along those lines and it's, it's always been the same shit. Like it, it's kind of reaffirmed the, you know, what, like what you said, like, like you're already on bro, like act like right. it. Like that's basically exactly what you said. When you start acting like it, all of the dumb shit fades away. Like all of the dumb shit to worry about is gone. Yep. And then, and then when you start seeing your friends worry about some of that dumb shit that doesn't matter, it sets off these alarms like, yo bro, like chill, like don't fucking sweat that dumb shit. Like yep. you're dope. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, man. And one more thing about you that I think speaks volumes um, is the fact that you've been doing it for so long and you haven't fucked people over. Like how many people can say that they've been in the same job for 15, 16 years and only have maybe a handful of upset customers in the yeah. 15, 16 years? Yep. So that's one of the main things like fuck the talent, fuck all the dumb shit, fuck the views, fuck the likes, fuck all that shit. Being a genuinely good person and, and first of all, living up to your word, completing what you say you're going to complete, like all of those little things, they mean a lot, man, because a lot of people will talk a lot of shit and start a lot of shit and never back it up or never end it and never finish it. And with you, you've been able to maintain your network because you've treated people good you know and like that's fucking gold you know what i'm saying like that's the number one thing that is the most important thing because believe me i've seen a lot of highly talented assholes maybe beyond for a year but the asshole the asshole the assholery i stuttered on the word asshole that's the funniest thing too assholery fucked them over in the end and and they faded they faded away you know and 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 then you talk to people and they're like yeah you better not fuck with that dude because x y and z you know and i'm sure i have my handful of haters you know and i'm saying i've been doing it for nearly 18 19 years as well and and, and i have a couple of people that I, i've had to you know fucking stand up to or or cut off or whatever mm-hmm. so there's definitely the handful out there but for the majority of my career, it's been the same thing to where if I tell you I'm going to do something for you, if I'm going to produce an album and release it for you, that's exactly what I'm going to do. You know, if I'm going to book you on this show, that's exactly what I'm going to do. If I'm going to pay you this X, Y, Z, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I think that 
is the main reason for my success, whatever you want to call it. People like me because I haven't fucked them over, you know, besides the couple of people that came at me sideways and whatever had to happen, happened, you know, but that comes with any business in life. You know, you're not going to get a clean track record doing it 18, 19 years. But for the most part, you know, I've treated people golden and and I that's that's why people still hit me up to work. People don't want to work with you if you're an asshole, bro. True you know, or, or or if you if you don't get your shit done. So true that. Congrats to you, man. Though for real, man, because it's been really fun. Because I noticed it. I, I I noticed the switch after we talked. Yep. On how you carried yourself and stuff like that, and I was like, this motherfucker's killing it. Look at this dude. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Dude. So it's it's very happy to see. Yeah, man. And that that's another reason. I mean. Uh, not, not only have we been homies and you had me on your podcast, but that's another reason I wanted to bring you on today. Cause I, like I said, like, I just felt like, um, you know, I owe a lot of that to you and, and our conversation and stuff. And, um, Lord. and yeah, what you said really struck me too. Um, with, uh, like the fact that I, I do deliberately try to do good by everybody that I come in contact with. And I think an issue that I've had in the past, too, is there has been those handful of people. and But I know all of those handful of people that, like, uh, you know, don't really favor me or, like, right. you know, that I didn't. It's going to happen. I didn't deliver um, like I wanted to, you know, past business partners and relationships and stuff like that. Sure. And the, the, the issue that I've had over the last, like, five or six years in particular since I really started Nice Entertainment was, like, those, like, five people. And like th- mm. overthinking those five people, right. and oh, you know, over like over analyzing and maybe um, putting that too high on a pedestal um, of like sure. of like oh, I didn't deliver on on these certain things, so like you know, so that kind of tarnished my own self worth a little bit as well. But it's like, but then you know, those five people, I have like how many other people that like you said, like I I did deliver on i did you know do see right. me as like like there's you a lot see of them me, you know and there's a lot of them there really is a lot of them and and when i really think about the the positive impact that i've had on other people and other people's lives i mean it's deep yeah and it's it's definitely human nature i mean if you put out a video and you have 200 thumbs up and you have two thumbs down you're gonna look at those two thumbs down like who the you know but those 200 people love you man like why are you even worried about those yeah why are you even caring about those like yeah look over here yeah you got all these dope people over here and all these like you know a few right you know bad eggs or whatever straight up you know Yo, that's that's one of the things that pisses me off about um, artists, especially in town, are the ones that will use their platforms to talk down on the people that are their supporters because they're addressing the one or two or three people that don't fuck with them. But your entire platform is reading you, and so right. when you're making these statuses like "you guys don't support me," "you don't," oh fuck yeah, with me, I hate that shit. Well, yeah. you're only. I know that you're trying to talk to the one or two haters, but the rest of your supporters are reading that shit like, well, what the fuck? We fuck with you. So does that not mean shit to you? You know, and then it makes people not want to fuck with you because it's like, all right, well, all you do is address 
how we're not fucking with you. And but we are. I thought we were, but I guess we're not doing a good enough job for your ass. So you know, and and it's just so that's one of the that's one of the major poisons in the local scene that I see a lot. It's just people so caught up. And they'll use the platform that is meant for their supporters to address their haters. And it's like, no, nah, that's you're not you 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 don't go to the party to talk shit to the people who showed up to your party. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, so yeah, man, it's uh, definitely focus on your lovers, man. And the haters are gonna come. You're gonna have haters, and if you do, that means you're doing something right. That means you're reaching a wide enough audience that you reached outside of your comfort zone and found someone that doesn't like you. That's a good thing. That means you're getting out there more, you know. So, yeah, I could go on forever about that shit. Yeah, dude, I appreciate it, man. I, I want to go on forever about that stuff because I feel like it's something that that a lot of people need to hear and a lot of people need to to know um because yeah man i mean we we really do need to focus on the people that fuck with us and we need to continue to to provide value to those people because those people are the ones that uh you know buy our stuff buy our like you know or like view our stuff like get us those those views or or buy our products or you know whatever whatever we want you know that we're we're trying to do with our careers those are the people that that help that that feed that so it's like why aren't we focusing on those those people the you know the positive likes you know why why are we you know worried about those five people um and i think man it's just something people need to hear over and over again until it'll finally stick you know i think people need to just work on themselves, work on their confidence, work on uh, their music and, and patience and be patient with themselves. And, and that, you know, that'll speak volumes over time if you just keep, um, keep doing it, you know? Yes, sir. I mean, it's like growing a farm and, and, and you have your crops that are growing. It's like, turning away from those crops to stop watering the crops to yell at the dirt where shit's not growing yep. it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, no, like you got like corn and, and tomatoes and watermelons and shit growing here and you're turning around and yelling at the dirt that's not growing nothing. You know, it's yeah. like, that's that's what it's like half the time when I read these, these, these things. I'm just like, come on, man. And I mean... Y- I reached out to you the one time. I don't reach out to people, you know? So I'll just read this shit and just, like, SMH. Like, yep. shake my head and keep keep scrolling, you know? But uh, if I ever catch my homies acting like that, then that's when I'm like, hey, bro. <laughs> yeah, for real. You're better than this. You're yep. better than this. Yep. Believe me. And, you know, I appreciate that, man. And it's only, like, there's only probably a handful of people in my life that do that for me and my, my girlfriend's one of those people she she always tells me like it is she always she never bullshit she never sugarcoats it and sometimes it's hard for me and sometimes I get you know defensive or whatever but like that's when you know you got a true homie and a true person in your corner when they like you know say like you know I love you bro but like work on this bro like and point that stuff out you know but do it from right. a loving kind place and um i really thank you for that man like i, I appreciate that bro because it's, hey, man. It, it's yeah. like i said like it's really helped me yeah well i'm i'm like i said i'm just happy you didn't just block my ass and be like fuck this dude i'm out so oh, no, thank you for man, listening yeah. <laughs> yeah no i mean thank you bro because yeah that like i said like it did it did a lot for me i could tell man you're looking good man you're looking real good 
Thanks, man. I've been I've been been fighting the demons still. I've been um, you know, trying to trying to focus on the right things. Um, but I'm sure. finally I, I know my self worth and I owe a lot of that to people like you and um, you know, the people that are listening right now and supporting Your network is great, man. You have a ton of really great friends. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I see it all of the time, man. You are surrounded by love. I agree. For sure. I really agree. And yeah, man, I I really I like I I love the people that love me, man, because it's just been it's been nothing but love and support, especially like over the last year or so and it's just been been growing and the network's been growing and um hell yeah and man like i i can't wait to see like where you go too like you're you're like i said your growth has been crazy dope um so yeah man um what do you what are your goals for the next year a lot of music coming out this year uh the videos are gonna continue to come out monthly regardless of what's happening um in the world um, the next one that I'm doing, I'm really excited about it. It's a self-produced joint and, uh, I'm, I'm actually like looking into, looking into stepping up the video is all I'm going to say about it at the moment, but it's, I'm excited about it, but that's, that's the main plan for the entire year. Uh, Buck KAC and I, uh, we're going to put out our EP, which is what all of these singles are for. And so the plan for that is to have all of the videos go with the EP. And so there's a video for each song and everything. Thinking about doing like a DVD, maybe. We'll see. But then here comes the stutter again. Shout out to Nicodemus. Um, We have a summer project pretty much wrapped up, six songs. So when the summer starts to hit and when it starts to get hot outside is when you're going to start to see our music together released in the same fashion, the videos each month, singles here and there. But that's basically the plan for the music is to just keep the videos going. I'm directing all of these videos. I directed one from Moochie C lately. Uh, oh, nice. Which turned I have heard that name in forever. Moochie C, I just did this like cinematic video. It was all his idea. I just shot it and did the editing and shit. But it's like a mini movie. I'll I'll send you the link when we're done. Because he's from the DU Nation days, right? Yay, DU Nation. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Nah, he's he's a fucking OG yeah. a, a, around the scene. I mean, he's he has songs with everybody that you, you could think of. Uh, he's been around, man. Uh, he's ori- He's originally from Chicago. He's a solid dude. He's a solid dude. But with the videos, I mean, that's that's pretty much it, is just keep releasing this music. And uh, that's that's the plan for the year. And then Big Jess, the Vibe Up project that came out last year, I still want to put that out on vinyl. So it might not be this year, but maybe next year for the anniversary, the two-year, finally put out the 12-inch for that. So, you know, I'm just I'm just cooking, man. I'm just in the kitchen cooking. How about you? Uh man, well I'm continuing to do this podcast. Um I hope that grows. Uh I've also been doing sample packs uh for That's right. for the last uh, almost a year now since okay. the summertime. So uh I plan on doing a lot more of that. That's dope. So all right, so so what goes into the sample pack? Like are you recording these sounds live or like like what makes your sample pack unique versus like the competitors? It's interesting because uh, I went to IPR for 
longer than a lot of other people did. Um, I because I went part time and I did two degrees. Mm, so okay. and that was spread over like five years, um, five or six years, um, that I did two degrees. But in in that time, I had access to IPR for pretty much that whole time. So I sure. was like, literally from 2014 to. Well, my mom got sick in 2018, so I kind of slowed down. So, like from like 20, I'm sorry to hear that. 2014 to 2018, um, like for that four years, I was like constantly in the studio, nonstop. You know, nice. whether it was like, um, you know, just doing sessions for the different rappers that I had involved with Nice Entertainment, or mm-hmm. we were doing um, like my projects, or we were doing like a promo for a show, or like whatever. Like I was just I just just recording. So I sure. have um I was able to like my very first sample pack that I ever did was with it was just like for fun um it was sessions that I had with vocalists and I just literally like with every session I have with a with a singer I'll have them do ad-lib takes. So like I'll just have them okay. sing ad-libs over like the whole track and then I'll just kind of yeah. uh comp it and figure out what I want to use and what I don't want to use or whatever but in those takes like I'm like damn I have some fire here that like I can use like you know pitch it up or whatever and like Hell so yeah. so I hit Hell all yeah. of them up uh, like I had like five different singers and I made a sample pack of like I don't know like two hundred different like ad libs or something um, amongst okay. like five singers and I hit them all up was and this I was the first one this is the first one yeah that um this was early okay. Okay. early twenty nineteen late twenty eighteen that I did this sure um okay yep, yep so I hit everybody up and I was I was like hey I I used you guys as vocals they're basically just like um, ad libs for takes that you guys did. Uh, would you mind, you know, if I use this and just gave this out for free to producers? And all mm-hmm. of them were like, "Hell yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. dope." Um, so that was the first one, and that um, my buddy, uh, his name is Brandon as well. Him and I were like starting to get together and talk about different things that we wanted. To- TikTok? No, no. I I I know him though. Him and I actually used to be coworkers at a group home. So that's funny, but um, no, it's a different Brandon. Brandon. Got you. Sorry, sorry uh, about that. Oh yeah, it's I, I all just good. to check. Um, Brandon Jacobson is his name. So him and I were were like having meetings at um, you know, whether like IPR or like his studio that he was working out of called Taylor Sound. We were we would have these different like sessions okay. and meetings together, and we were we were talking about like, and he's like, oh, you know, I've always wanted to do sample packs too, and he had heard the one that I did. Um, and so we kind of built the idea. Uh, based off of that, um, because we both kind of wanted to do it, and we were like, "Well, he had this name, sure, yeah, dude." And I had nice guy, and I was like, well, "What if you know I have nice guy entertainment? What if we did like yeah, dude samples?" Um, and that was based off of, like a name he already had for like his record label that he didn't end up going through with or whatever. Um, or he had like a sure. band name or some yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. Um, and so then we we built it off of that one pack and. Uh, we decided to just start making more, and and we bought, brought my buddy Ben involved. We got him involved, and then, um, we just kind of built it from there. We we started like, we were like, okay, let's, we want to do like a summer vibe, um, so let's do mm. ten sample packs that all have like a summer theme, um. Yeah. So then we did that, and then we got our buddy Derek involved, and then the fall we we did like another like fall. We, we did like dark, like Halloween, like trap vibes. And then sure. we did another one that has like a winter um, theme where we did like 10 more sample packs. So literally we did like 30 sample packs within like August to um, December. Oh, I mean, okay. well, we were working on it pre- prior to that, but we released between August and December. Um, so yeah, the future right now of that 
is kind of like it's it's still kind of a question mark on that, but we're just kind of experimenting and seeing what works. Um and we're having a lot of fun doing it. Um mm. so so we plan on building off of that and hopefully taking that in, in new and interesting directions. But you also asked uh sorry, what makes it different? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh I would say the fact that like I said, like I, I went to IPR and I have uh sessions with with different musicians like saxophone players and uh, viola players and different, you know, amazing vocalists. And, um, some sample packs, like when they just start out, they don't have that, you know, they don't have access to those things that I, that I had. Um, and I also do really unique things where like, I'll take, like, I'll hear like a weird sound that happens in these podcasts that I edit. And like, like it's, you know, normally somebody would like delete that or whatever. And I, I do delete it, but before I delete it, I export it and I like save it and I've got like all these like really cool like lo-fi drum sounds off of that and like um like crazy little weird vocal things that like will just be like in the background or whatever and you know I've made like lo-fi drum kits off of that and shit like that um so it's it's just different things that people wouldn't even think like people wouldn't even like sure um like know of to to want to make a sample pack out of those That's tight yeah. man. Thanks man. I love that shit. Yeah. So so yeah, man. Uh, I've been doing that and uh, these podcasts, and I've really uh kind of made a, a almost like almost as as much as my day job. I've been editing other people's podcasts. Um, sure. So it's been that's really grown this this past year. I have like mad clients with that stuff. Um, that's dope. And it's just it's just Very been growing dope. for that. Yeah. So just different audio stuff, man. Sure. So if I can ask, um. What's like? What's one of the biggest things that you've learned since you've started this podcast? I learn a lot about myself in each episode, pretty much. Um, you okay. know, whether it be just like somebody giving me a different perspective that I didn't even think of with myself, or like sure. reaffirming um, that I'm on the right track. Um, mm. And it's really like made me realize that I got this. I do need to start thinking of myself like as equal to others, you know, that I've been doing this right. for so long. And, you know, I was so worried starting this podcast. I was like, I was like, I, you know, I booked like 20 people right off the bat. I'm like, Oh, am I going to keep this up? Is it going to be good? And, you know, I realized that as, you know, as I'm, as time goes on, I'm getting better with it. And like, it is good. And I, I, I got this, like everything that I've set out to do, yeah. like I figure it out. You know, and that's really like yes. what what I've had to learn is like I need to stop, you know, doubting myself and stop uh, doubting my ideas. You know, like you know, I believe in myself and my abilities and um, what I'm setting out to do, and that my ideas are good. You know, that's dope, man. Um, that makes me so happy to hear, man. Thanks, man, for real. And like I was saying too, like it shows. Like you can really tell, like the. B McSee from last year compared to this year is like a totally different new kind of shine to you. You know what I'm saying? So keep it up, man, because you're fucking killing it. Thanks, man. You as well, man. I I really uh, appreciate you and like what you've been through and like what you continue to accomplish and your growth and like everything that you've had to overcome. Like you, you've grown a lot too, man. You got a new Oracle shine as well, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. I've been, I've been doing the same thing 
forever and and so nothing really feels different but there's certain things that are definitely new that are like okay you know it's almost the funny thing about the whole shit so buck kac who's the producer of these singles that i've been putting out this year um he's he's old he's older than i am let's just say that he has me beat by however many years i'm not gonna put his business out there but he's an older cat And uh, when we first started to work, we just had the talk of like, I had just gone through the realization of like, you know what, maybe with this music thing, you know, it's it's not where I thought I would be at this age and all of this stuff. And I kind of had to do an inner conflict resolution of like, why why do I do this? And then I I ultimately landed on because I fucking love it because it's my therapy because there's nothing better than writing that perfect bar or 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 recording the perfect take and hearing it back for an hour just listening to your take back before you do your ad libs or whatever you know like it's those little moments and uh, I realize I do this because I love it so anything else is just a bonus at at, at this point. And Buck was at the same point where he's like, I've been making these beats my entire life. Um, and like I was saying, he was co-host of RSC Radio with Sadiq. So like he's been surrounded by very top tier people for a very long time since he came to the Twin Cities from New York. He's originally from New York. And so we had this talk of like, man, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck the dumb shit. We we just love hip-hop, and that's where we're at. So you want to make some music? I was like, yeah. He actually, the way that I met Buck was through Muja. Muja did um, an Alexi tribute on, or Lexi um, did a, tri- a tribute for her. R.I.P. to Lexi. But he did a tribute to her on one of his beats. And then that's when I learned about Buck and I went to his Instagram page and he had this video of the Babylon beat. The beat for Babylon was on his Instagram page. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's up with this though, bro? And he sent it to me and then we started to chat and me and him both were at the point where it's like, you know, like we just do this because we love it. So let's just have some fun. And I basically took myself I was like, I'm not in the competition no more. Like, I'm not in the running for top MC, Twin Cities, whatever the fuck you want to, ranking, whatever the fuck you want to call that dumb shit. I was like, I I ain't concerned about it. Buck's not. And we do these songs, and then we get all this fucking love. We get the atmosphere retweet. We get the, you know what I'm saying? And now there's eyes on this shit. And me and Buck just had the conversation of, like, we're kind of done with the competition part of this. Like, we're just doing it because we love it. And now now there's, you know, these fucking rap lists coming out. And I'm being mentioned with Prof and Mac Irv and Muja and, and everything else. And, and now it's like, fuck. Like, the moment that we thought we were going to retire and ride off into the sunset... Now it's like now we're training for day one all over again. And we're just like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what Like yeah. what do we do now that people like this shit? But I think that's one of the major lessons of put all the bullshit aside. 
Fuck the bullshit. Fuck the views. Don't don't do it for the likes. Don't do it for the views. Don't do it for the retweets. Don't don't do it for none of that shit. You either do it because you love it or you don't, and you have to accept it. And whatever happens is a bonus off of that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So with you, even if you weren't getting paid, even if you weren't, you know, generating likes or attention or whatever you want to call it you would probably still be doing this because you love it. Yep. Right? Like, there's something about this audio shit that just, like, eases our brain yep. and puts us into this comfort zone of just frequencies and getting the right mix and, you know, making it sound as crisp as possible. And, and, you know what I'm saying? And just knowing that you love it is enough. And yep. everything else that comes is just a bonus. And the more that you love what you're doing and you put away the dumb shit is when all of the fucking whatever you want to call it accolades and attention and whatever the fuck that's when it starts coming in is when you don't worry about this shit it's it's almost like you know if you're trying to date somebody like you 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 don't want to try too hard to get their attention you know what i'm saying because it's probably not going to work out um but uh yeah man i don't know it's just it's just crazy to to see to see, like, both of us were just like, we're done. Like, we're done worrying about this shit. And then that's when people want to start to tune in. Yep. You know? So it's like, all right, well, then fuck it. They like what we're doing. Let's just keep on doing it now. That's crazy. That's super dope, man. That's Then that's important. I think I think a lot of people need to hear that, too, is, like, you, you have to go back to the why. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing because it? Because you love it. Because you... You love connecting with people because you love the music, you love the frequencies, you know, like all that stuff. Like, why are you doing right. it? You go back to that and you only worry about why you're doing it and not anything right. else. And, nah. and that's when things start to come together, like you said. And and it's another thing, like like you said, like it's about dating too. Like when I've been with my girlfriend now for 10 years, when I, as soon as like, Ooh. when I was like 25, I was like, I'm done. Congratulations to y'all, man. 10 years is a long Deep, time, yeah. especially like with COVID right. and everything it's else. Like been, if y'all survived yeah. that shit, like y'all are solid. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, but it was one of those things where I was like, I was ready because like I had, I just didn't care anymore. Like I was like, I was like, I, I like this girl, but like I've been burned so many times. So I don't really care if, if like, if I screw this up or not, like I'm just going to like roll into it and see what happens, you know? And like, like I was like, I was just kind of at a point where I was like, I, you know, I'm done worrying about all the bullshit. And that's when like serendipity happened. And that's when the universe kind of like aligned. And that's when it always happens, man. When you you're focusing on yourself and why you're doing something and like, you know, realigning with yourself. It's, it's something we all have to do. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, uh, to be honest too, I mean, once again, to bring up idea, R.I.P., but uh, uh, he has a song on the Oliver Hart album where he's he's talking about, um, it's the one where he's in purgatory oh, and yep. he's arguing with the angel and the devil and the moment that he walked away from it all is when he found yep. heaven. That just clicked to me last year. That's crazy. You know what yep. I'm saying? I mean, he was maybe 18 yeah, years old, 17 young. years old when he wrote that shit and it just clicked to me last year that I I walked away and walked straight across into heaven. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, just put it down, man. Like, put down 
don't don't go into shit with expectation. You know, of course you should have goals. Of course you should have things to strive for. I apologize. My cat is going crazy right now with the cat toy and now he's in the window. So I think we're good. But, uh, uh, you know, you just want to you just want to just 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 focus on on just like you were saying, why you do it. And none of the other shit matters. And if you're if it's meant to be, it's going to be meant to be. But of course, have goals, have things to strive for. But your goals should always be changing. Uh, What you're striving for should always be fluid. You shouldn't. Once you achieve a goal, the most important thing is to set a new goal, you know, and not just be happy with the fact that, oh, well, I, I got I got this goal, so I'm good. And now I'm not going to try like nah, like have goals, but don't have expectations like just treat it as a bonus, you know, like, hey, it's a bonus right now. Yep. And focus on your loved ones. Focus on, I don't give a fuck if you only have two thumbs up. You better treat those two thumbs up like they're the biggest VIPs on the fucking planet. Because they're spending their time and energy interacting with whatever the hell you're offering or doing. And that's, people don't have to. There's a billion options now. We're no longer in the cable TV era. You know, like we are, we can do whatever the hell we want to at this point. You are competing against the entire internet with your shit. So if you only have two people fucking with you, treat those two people like gold. And I promise you they're going to let people know like, hey, this guy's real. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Anyway, more rants and rambles, man. I I could go on and on and on about this shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that, those are all facts, bro. And I really appreciate it. Usually I ask somebody what your last thoughts are but i feel like that was the perfect way to close this out man um <laughs> okay and i will i will say that like i appreciate you man and i appreciate i appreciate you too man. everything that you do and i can't wait to see what 2021 and beyond uh has in store for both of us man hell yeah man yeah and thank you again for coming on the organized grind podcast when that was popping Make sure you check out the B McSee episode. It's out on all the platforms still. I haven't canceled my uh, podcast subscription yet because I'm kind of planning on bringing it back oh, at some yeah. point. But uh, yeah, man, shout out to you. Um, just to throw in some plugs, uh, you could check out, I do custom sticker Wednesdays of the graffiti. Um, sometimes I do free ones. You can catch it on twitch.tv slash Oracle Uno or at youtube.com slash graph roots that's spelled with two f's as in funky and fly so g-r-a-f-f-r-o-o-t-s um that's also where you can see all of the videos that we're putting out we just put out a music video called nasty uh produced by buck kc oracle uno on all of the spotify dsps apple title anything Go, go ahead and type it in the Googles um, if you want to learn more about me. But, yeah, that's O-R-I-K-A-L-U-N-O. So, yeah, man. <laughs> that's all I got, man. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you again, man. I appreciate you, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, bro. All right, man. Peace. <laughs>